coming to you with a semi-normal, not too hungover Saturday morning podcast. <laughs> it is the Sons of Honarchy podcast with your hosts, Drunk Shy Sox fan. And Hot Take Tommy, on this episode of the Sons of Honarchy podcast, we are going to be bringing you only the most important White Sox news, um, including uh, <laughs> our takes on how bad our pitching is, how, how great Adam Engel is, apparently. Oh, and of course, we've got to talk about that bullpen, because it is bullpen's gonna be fire <laughs> so chill this. chill with the our pitching's gonna suck all of this brought to you by dbc brand. brand oh my god fuck you too so how how good is your life then what's going on well i got a i got a shot in my arm this week Ooh. and i had way too much to drink after the shot i wouldn't <laughs> recommend if you get your coronavirus shot i wouldn't recommend pounding like multiple alcohol drinks in the span of a couple hours after just, it's just like not a good call because uh, your immune system will not react properly i promise you <laughs> no matter how normalized you are to drinking heavily um which white, which i do have to comment on white Sox twitter is uh and white Sox fans in general apparently are the most drunk fan base we did drunkest mlb we did drunkest so, I don't know. I'm, pr- I'm pretty proud. I don't think that stat has any factual like base. No, I don't think so either. Philly finished in last. There's no yeah. way Philly finished in last. Yeah. And like, I mean, unless if it's like, and I think the way that I heard it was they just like took a poll of people and that's not the way to do it. You got to go into like the drink sales at the ballpark and divide it by the number of humans, obviously. So that is a flawed study. However, you know, knowing the people that I know from White Sox fan base, it may also be very true. So I like <laughs> anecdotally, probably true. Uh, fa- uh, scientifically, probably not. So <laughs> here's what I do. Your, there's say. a real take. Here's what I do have to say. And I do appreciate this. Like, not just the fact that the White Sox had like a almost drink advantage over Cubs fans, <laughs> um, but the fact that literally it was like one dollar more spent by White Sox fans than Cubs fans. <laughs> I do have to appreciate that ballpark beers are cheaper at guaranteed rate than they are at Wrigley. So oh, cheers yeah. to that. By a good two, three dollars and the selections better. You know, you could get a, a Bud Light at Wrigley for the same money you're going to spend on a sun crusher at, you know, South right. Park. So it's on like- top of that, too, last time I was at Wrigley, which was obviously pre pre pandemic and it was 2019. Would that yeah. be right? Yeah. Um, the best beer that I could find on the hundred level in right field was like green line. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe oh, I guess Oberon. I know it was I, I could get an Oberon as well, but yeah, it was like yeah. a chillier night game. So I didn't want yeah. Oberon. No Oberon's so, for when you're baking in the in the bleachers. Exactly. So I was just the, extremely disappointed with their or beer. What selection. we were saying before, it's actually not for baking in the bleachers, it's baking in the right field seats because that's what we prefer. So that is true. That is true. Well, Tom, speaking of bitching about beer prices at the ballpark what's happened to our new segment uh semi-new segment our bone to pick segment i got a bone to pick so good but 
you really have some fire uh, oh, going into Jesus. <laughs> you know, I don't know where this is coming from, so please enlighten me. Well, it's coming from everywhere because it's all over my Twitter stream. <laughs> all over. Everywhere. You at, can't escape. At capital letters, whatever baseball player's name. <laughs> at whatever capital letters front office person's name. At prime whoever. Generation Z White Sox baseball Twitter, you are the goddamn worst. Nobody actually thinks that Yasmani Grandal doesn't have plate discipline. Nobody actually thinks that Luis Robert is slow. No, no one can actually believe that Zach Collins is going to be the goddamn truth. <laughs> yeah, Sebi Zavala is the truth. Mind you, too, using the names and likenesses of real MLB players is just totally annoying. I know you don't want to show your 16-year-old face <laughs> with too much fucking pizza acne and goddamn hormones written all over you. It's totally anonymous, whatever. We show, like, your good side. And I don't want to hear about your goddamn geometry homework or your quiz that you got 95% on. Congratulations. How's high school? <laughs> Rant over. Forget these freaking under under 20. You want, I'll say under 19. Under 19-year-old White Sox Twitter. You're driving me nuts. Oh, my God. I'm about I... to block someone. Dude, I had no idea that you had such a passion. Um, oh, but he, yeah. Here's the thing. You know, they just want to speak to the haters. That's why they say that, you know, who said Luis Robert is slow? Robert is slow. No one's saying it. <laughs> they, That's the they, thing. It's like Ferrucci. Ferrucci. Our buddy Ryan Ferrucci said this to me the other day. And when I, or it was a while back when I posted the, ah, he's a bust though video. And he's uh -huh. like, Right. He's like, Steve, no one ever said Yohan Mankata was going to be a bust. And I was like, no, you weren't on White Sox Twitter. There were people actually saying Yohan Mankata was going to be a bust. Yo, right. Hella people were saying some people still say he's a bust. Like, exactly. So, some people it, be like, you know, Ken, Berger. Ken W.O. is back on that train. Yeah. God damn it, bro. Like he he had. Never mind. I, I can't. I can't. I can't because he's not. He, he's just like he is potential MVP caliber player is what he is. And, you know shut them haters up exactly so that's what i'm let at. them sleep like, let them sleep. all of these things that are being said and all of these and it's reposting of videos too. quit reposting videos yep like they thread it into their own tweet and it looks yep. like it's their own video i was like quit taking credit for this it's not your video yeah like these make, accounts make should be exactly they're creative and zoomery yeah they got they got ipads and shit oh Sorry. All right. I'm done, Tom. What's your bone to pick? So anyway, I mean, now that we've <laughs> alienated half of our audience and the other half of the audience is too old to give a shit, you know, it's no, like <laughs> no. I'm telling you, man, the 30 somethings that listen to our podcast are thanking me right now. Yeah, that's fair. Actually, they probably they probably want to kill them. too. So I better not. That's what I'm going to say to to if any of the 108 guys are listening to this, if any of the tourney makers are listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> 
No Gen Z. Lock them no, out. No <laughs> freaking kids. Okay. It's a working class. White working Sox class Twitter. tournament. That's a, that's what the 108 tourney that's is. Right. It's for the working class. Okay. So my bone to pick. I got a bone to pick. I'm, I'm, I'm gunning for, you know, a little bit bigger fish is what I'm doing. Okay. Um, so, you know, we had uh, an amazing guy on last week, a couple amazing guys on uh, in Chris Tannehill and Herb Lawrence. And they, they, they work. At... You, were, you were about to say we had an amazing guy on last week in Chris Tannehill. And then, oh, yeah, we had that Herb Lawrence. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, yeah, the other one. Uh, no, <laughs> fucking love those guys. Um, but they they work at the score. Right. Yes. And I I am an a listener of the score and as many are. So I'm tuning in as uh, Lawrence Holmes is signing off and passing over to uh, Danny Parkins. So both of our guys, uh, Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill are working the boards as this is going on. Right. So <sighs> Danny Parkins <laughs> as the cojones to go out and say that, he doubts if the Yasmani Grandal signing was a worth the money and B if he's a top five catcher at all. What the living hell is wrong with him? Like who, who was asking him that question? Like, Hey, can you, you dissect the Yasmani Grandal signing? Cause I doubt it. It was, nobody said that. Like, this is the same thing with the zoomers. Like nobody said Yasmani Grandal has no plate discipline. The man is a fucking legend. And yes, he's a top five catcher in the league. Are you, are you dumb? Cause that's the best, that's the best part about it. They, they, they tried their best to, to list off five other, <laughs> they tried to list off five other catchers who were better than Yasmani Grandal and they got JT Realmuto. So credit to them. They did remember another really talented catcher in the league, but then, you know, Spiegel chimes in and says, you know, I take Wilson Contreras and it's like, no, you wouldn't. No, no, you wouldn't. He's, He's just not as talented. You know, I'm sorry. He's good. He's not, a, he's not better than Yasmani though. And then they said Yadier Molina. And I'm like, the man is fucking 40. Stop. Like, and Dude's then they ha half a foot and half, half a step into the grave. Like, yeah. And like they, they did not name another, they literally didn't name another catcher in the league. They didn't bring up Buster Posey. They didn't bring up fucking Tyler flowers. My fucking man. No, <laughs> get but, the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> but like they, they didn't name Salvi Perez and like all these other like big name guys. And mind you, I just named old guys too, but this is the point. Like you can't name five other guys better than Yasmani Grandal. Cause there ain't even two other guys better than Yasmani Grandal. Like, yeah, I think Get your head way out of your asshole and stop making something out of nothing. That signing was fucking gold that we are where we are as an organization because we went out and signed Yasmani Grandal when we signed him. I don't know what the fucking problem is with people in Grandal. Like, is it because he didn't have another career year? Like, I, I think in it's the that middle game. of a 60 game year or, you know, 60 game season with, you know, the pandemic swirling yep. around everything, you know, he didn't hit as many home runs per plate appearances. Yeah, you no, he was expected. supposed to hit 30 bombs. Why, why didn't he hit 30 home <laughs> runs? What the fuck is this? He, he was billed to be a 30 home run guy. Uh, no, he, 
I think what people always think about when they like want to hate on him and because it's always the same. It's like, oh, the bat's good. He hits from the right side, the, the, the left side of the plate, as in the correct side of the plate that I would want him to. But here's the thing. He's not great defensively. He, I'm, that's an argument that like I get it. He's not as good defensively as he is offensively. But you know what they're thinking totally... of every time? I guarantee you the thing that they're thinking of is that one game where it was game on the line and all he had to do was catch the ball from the, you know, the, there was, it was, I can't remember who we were playing. And why is this Pittsburgh? Wasn't it? It was some trash team that like we, we were going to get the dub and they walked it off because Yasmani didn't squeeze the ball. Um, cause right. there, there was a play at the plate at the yep. end of the game. And it was like a, like a toss from, I want to say it was at, like Pit- at Pittsburgh. Or- I want to say yeah, it was yeah, at yeah. Pittsburgh. And I think you're right. You know- and, and it was the closer. I think it was column a or like, you know, Evan Marshall or somebody, one of the uh, late inning guys, like just tossed the ball underhand and Yasmani just like dropped it. So like, I get it. Like that's one fucking play though, guys, like chill, chill. Exactly. It's one fucking play. And it's in a season that was kind of a throwaway. Like I get it. It wasn't a throwaway season. It was the first time we went to the playoffs in since 2008 is a huge fucking deal. But at the same time, kind of a throwaway season, you know, like, it's just like a season that you have to look at, especially statistically with, you know, a very of, different lens. Yeah. Jaded lenses in a sense, you know, a lot of the big name players didn't even like some of some of I should say some big name players didn't even play. So like, you know, how, how can you really look at that season without a grain of salt? Yeah. You got way different sample sizes, you know? Um, so anyway yeah crazy crazy I, um, and that's that's my bone to pick like god damn it danny like don't no make a don't make a story out of nothing talk about something that matters you know and that's, that's the that's big thing I'm, too that's right where now. i'm coming from is like Park, parkins is a big cubs fan you know yeah and right now and i think it was my that's why he's summer. trying to take him and spiegel that's why they're trying to take wilson Contreras first i think I'm it's like, i think it's my sock no. summer who brought this up on the 108 podcast a couple weeks ago and hmm. he was pissed off about parkins too yeah, that's in the right. sense that, like, all he has to do right now is try and pick at the White Sox right now. All he yeah. has to do is try and pick at the other side of the town because the north side is not making any headlines right now. Yeah. No, at you're all. right. I completely at all. forgot about that. All the attention is shifting. So, you know, what can you do? Oh, try and pick at the, the minor flaws that you think you see. And that is not a flaw that you should try to be picking at right now. Uh, it's one thing to pick at the Tony LaRusso flaw and the way the front office handled it, whatever. I mean, you should have probably picked at that three, you know, not three weeks ago, but two months ago. Um, and then on top of that, you're going to pick at Yasmani Grandal. Really? That's really? what I'm saying. Like he stay <laughs> off the weed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, at least before you go on the mic, you know what I mean? So exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of overreactions, Tom, we wanted to Ooh. focus Ooh. on that was good Four overreactions. We wanted to, you know, dwindle it down. You know, obviously White Sox Twitter has been full of overreactions. Some of them, <laughs> some of them for real, some of them as a joke, a lot of them as a joke, because people are obviously understanding it's the spring training season and not we're not in game one or game 161. So we wanted to focus in specifically on four spring training overreactions that we have. I'm going to share two. You're going to share two. 
So who, how do you want to get started, Tom? How should we do this? Uh, I want you to illustrate what the hell is wrong with you. Um, oh, everything in, in your first take because you you've got like a like a damn book prepared to to it's like a thesis statement for me and i ain't taking it so just i you already know which take i'm talking about so just you're talking about take number one yes j- j- try me just my just, my mo <laughs> so stupid adam angle starting damn near every day Damn near daily starter. You're shaking your head over here. You're breathing heavy. Go ahead. Lay it on me. I just don't see what is wrong with you. You know, like he is very clearly a. Uh, he's very clearly. Everybody in the league says the same shit. He's a fourth outfielder. He's a great fourth outfielder at that, but he's a fourth outfielder. So like. Where, where are you coming from with this? Okay. So when you look at versus left-handed pitching, angle rakes. Okay, fine. Put him in Absolutely against lefties. Absolutely rakes. I'm right? fine with that. So he's starting in right for sure, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can alternate Vaughn and Leary at DH against <laughs> left-handed pitching. Okay, hold on. You, you shat on me every single time I said Leary can DH. Like, you, you laughed me down the Against block. Against lefties. Against lefties only. I'm done. I'm Period. Done. End of discussion. He cannot DH every single day. No, hold on, though. That, that Leary right there. Splits, Leary splits against righties are atrocious throughout his entire career. His splits against lefties, I love them. I okay. love it. Here's the like everybody on the Sox eats lefties though, so like that's that's not a problem. Not everybody, not everybody. Hold up, though, hold up, because this is my thing. Yohan does not eat lefties. With your Adam Angle is a starting starting right fielder, basically, is what you're saying to me. With that, and your Leary Garcia can DH every once in a while. This is rebuild poor baseball like depression era baseball mindset is what you're coming out with. And we no. don't need that. The rebuild's over, you know, like no. let's look ahead. Let's be like, okay, Andrew Vaughn is really fucking qualified. So let's put him from day one. Cause you know, triple uh, a is not going to start till a month later. It's well, that's, to that's going to lead me. That's going to lead me into my second point, which I'll let you share an, another one before I get into my second is there Overreaction? anything, is there anything else you have to say uh, in do. defense of your Adam Eagle garbage? Because he, here's where I'm at, okay? What happens when, say, Vaughn goes down or, say, Eaton goes down or, say, Eloy goes down, right? You're going to need Angle to step into one of those positions somewhere, right? Or you're going to have to shift things around where Adam Angle is in your everyday lineup, okay? And if he's not in your everyday lineup, at least against right-handed pitching, Adam Engel has to come in as a defensive replacement. So he you're to. saying he's coming in 162 games if you're managing. 150 oh at least. God. 150. I, I he's would, at least getting on the field 150 games a year. I would give you 115. 115. 50. 50. 
and this is that I can get behind you on. Like if somebody goes down, obvious choice, obvious choice is to put angle in as a starter in whatever position, move some people around, make it happen. Obvious choice. Uh, You know, I'm not going to argue with you on that. But the way you're coming at it makes it sound like you're saying, like, start this man over Adam Eaton. Start this man over Eloy, Gar- Eloy-, Eloy Garcia. <laughs> who is? Who, who that? <laughs> My bad. Eloy Jimenez. Start this man over Luis Robert. And it's like, you can't, you, you can't, like, that doesn't hold up to logic that you would do that. You know, like, he's just not a total package he's i mean he's i'm also i'm also team transition alloy to dh so. you're not gonna get argument from me let's see what he does and that's what the that's what the office the front office is saying too like let's see if he can handle it you know obviously he can't he's proven it but let's see if he's made any defensive all right steps up which is this is hilarious to me is that they're like oh he's too young to transition to the dh spot but i got an idea let's put a 22 year old in the dh spot that's now we're thinking you know that's what blows me away i i don't understand that so yep and not not to mention to a 22 year old almost 23 year old that hasn't gotten above high a so uh, Tom, let's go with your first overreaction. Okay, so my first overreaction is the one that everybody is thinking. I'm just going to say it because everyone's thinking it. Your mean Mercedes is the obvious, the obvious choice at catcher. Oh, boy. Obvious. And I'll tell you why. Um, so he's 28 years old. Uh, and he <laughs> is. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. That's all I got. Uh, thank you. Um, anyway, what was your third take? No, I'm. Just, <laughs> um, here here it is, here it is though. Now we all agree Zach Collins needs a little seasoning, right? Um, we need. Uh, sure, some- we'll call it that. Seasoning. <laughs> we need him to get some goddamn abs. Is what we need. Um, so he can learn how to play baseball. Um, that's what I was trying to say. What that means is he can't play in the major leagues this year because he's not going to get shit. He's going to play in like 60 games if he if he is the starting backup catcher in, you know, this season. So we can kick him back to AAA, let him rake, let him develop his skills a little bit better, uh, and then he can come up next year. And the reason why next year is important is because, you know, again, your mean Mercedes is 28 years old. We only need like... He's a stopgap guy, but he's a good stopgap guy because his bat is ready. His bat is major league ready. He's proven that his bat is major league ready. And really, he has in the last two spring trainings. He's the, the fucking standout guy. I don't know what to tell you. And I mean, like he had one AB in in 2020, like White Sox uniform, and it didn't go so hot. Spring training competition is worse than triple A competition. That's fine. I hear you. I hear you. That's fine. But. The man, like, the man is ready for the major leagues. I'm sorry. And and if you don't give him a shot, like, this is the thing. Like, this is the perfect scenario to just give the man a chance. And by the way, on a defense, contending team, this is the by perfect the way, scenario. Because <laughs> I'm going to throw your argument back right at you. About that's fine. The, that's fine. I'll take it. I, I, I can take it. Um, oh, my God. Here, here's the problem, though, is because, like, what are you going to do? You're going to put Lucroy, LaCroix out there. And, like, I get it. That's a veteran presence behind the plate. He's going to be able to, you know, handle the staff a little bit better than your mean can. But I'm sorry. The bat's just not there for LaCroix. And the bat is there for your mean. 
And you know me. What do I care about? Dingers and doubles, the two Ds. Let's go. So <laughs> I just don't, I don't have the patience to watch LaCroix struggle in the major leagues, but I do have the patience to wait for every single you mean. Why is everybody pronouncing his last name like the carbonated beverage? Um, I haven't heard anybody pronounce it correctly. So Lucroy. I'm just gonna, no, mm, I, so like, again, I haven't heard anybody pronounce it correctly. So I'm just going to keep saying it the way that I say it. Cause, uh, um, good God. Um, LaCroix. LaCroix is a fantastic beverage, by the way, it goes great with uh, vodka. Oh my God. Well, I'm going to hop on the Zach Collins train. My, my overreaction. Go ahead. And again, uh, the best reason for your mean to be your choice is because he's going to fill that gap between now and when Zach Collins is major league ready. <laughs> so I guess you want, I'm even going to change my overreaction. Zach Collins should be in AAA all season long. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. All season long. I guess he can come up when the rosters are extended. September. But yeah. I mean... I'm fucking riding with Andrew Vaughn um, and I'm riding with the rest of the bats that are on our bench and pray that we spend for another, another toolsy player. Um, Gerard in, Dyson. And at the trade deadline, that isn't, that can actually be more than just a slap hitting base stealing guy. Um, <laughs> slap hitting is generous. I, Zach Collins is, it, talk about bad defense. I mean, your mean and Zach Collins are not great defense. Your mean threw somebody out at second. The other I'm, I have never yesterday. argued that your mean doesn't have, I was going to tweet this out actually when I saw that, that video clip. <laughs> no one's ever, never argued. No one's ever argued that your mean doesn't have a cannon. The man is a human pass ball machine. <laughs> Dan Victor, I'm going to get Dan Victor back on the show to explain <laughs> this to you. We this, actually, that would be fantastic to get him on to talk about the backup. We should talk about this for real. Cause talking about the backup catcher role is the only thing that matters right now. And he knows personally, every backup catcher that's in the mix right now, besides LaCroix, but yeah, exactly. I, you know, Jonathan LaCroix, I, I mean, he's, he's my backup catcher right now and I'm fucking riding with it. And I know the the issues at the plate might, you know, be of concern mm -hmm. moving forward for him because he's old and he doesn't hit like he did in 2010. Um, but think of it this way. He's a defensive guy. That's what you need. You've got enough bats in this lineup to carry you offensively now. Hopefully, as long as everybody pans out the way they should. Right. <laughs> um. So that is my third overreaction. Zach Collins down in AAA all year long. I mean, I can't. I like I'm I'm supposed to argue with you on that, but I can't. It it just makes sense. For it sure. just makes sense. And look, like I'm not here. You're probably trying to say that he's never going to be fucking major league ready. I'm not saying that he's never going to be major league ready. I just know he's not major league ready right now and we don't have time for it. We don't have time for it. I don't have time to watch him strike out in three whiffs against the A's in the playoffs. I don't have time for that. You know, Derek, like, Derek Dietrich would have been a nice lefty bat on this lineup. 
Derek Dietrich belongs on the Yankees uniform. Did you see him like with his chain hanging out and the Yankees logo? He like he looks more New York than New York. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. I love so, his swag. I love his swag. And he can play like five positions. He can play with quotes, five positions. He he has played. He has played five positions. That doesn't mean it's like when you put fucking um it was when you had Gordon Beckham like all over the infield because it's like, well, he, he's got to be able to fit somewhere. Well, no, right. he doesn't fit anywhere, right. actually. And and not to mention too, the reason why I'm sending Zach Collins down to start the year and, and will be down there is because when it comes down to the 26th spot, you're gonna have the choice between Zach Collins and Danny Mendick. And I want Danny Mendick. Oh. Yeah, Danny Mendick has got to be in the fucking like you're going to need another infield guy because oh, yeah. I don't want Leary sniffing the infield. His shortstop game is pretty fire. <laughs> All right, Tom, what's your last overreaction for us? Okay, my last overreaction is that our pitching is fucking broken and <laughs> Aaron Kantz has got to go because he, he can't do it. He cannot cut it. You know, he was an assistant at every other organization. Why did we give him the big gig? You know what I'm saying? Um, also, just this is going to be my testing ground today um, because you are are trying to get me to mispronounce it, I think, at least once this season. <laughs> it's not happening. Ethan Katz. Ethan Katz. It is by far everyone else's least favorite running joke that I have and my favorite running joke that I have. It's just like, I will mispronounce his name every time out because I, it's just so fun. You know, um, I feel so Chicago when I do it. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So <laughs> Mr. Kant's just look, 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 I, I'm going to put it to you this way. Number of runs allowed in games in the spring training, mind you spring training. I'll give you that. And the pitchers used metric. That's all I'm giving you, right? And, and mind you, this is runs allowed per game, and we're only going seven innings, sometimes less. So game one of, of the spring training, seven runs allowed. Six pitchers used. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. Not okay. Game two, four runs allowed and five pitchers used. That's like, what are we doing here? You're supposed to be keeping runs off the board, by the way. That's the goal of the, of the pitcher. Uh, game three, five runs Five pitchers used. Game four, this is the Royals. The royally fucked up lineup. The Royals. Six runs. Tagged them for six runs. Uh, the Giants, who haven't been able to hit a ball for the last three years, they put three runs on us. Okay? And, um, you know, hey, I'll give it to you. Because, <laughs> I, wait, I'll let, you, I'll let you come at me first. Because I... I... <laughs> okay. 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 Pitching's not broken. Okay. Do you... I'll let you continue, but while you're doing that, I'm going to take a quick glance at the number of pitchers we've used so far and how many of them we're actually going to see during Majorly. the 2021 regular season. I, I, I'm going to give you a microcosm of that right away. Um, and... I I'm laughing because, you know, I, I just think it's funny. Like everybody's mad that we haven't won a game yet. And it's I don't like, give a fuck. yeah, exactly. And like the reason why we're not winning games is because we're trotting pitchers. Like what is this guy's name? S Connor sad Zek. He was the only pitcher of record to give up runs to the giants in that game. The other pitchers that pitched were, um, 
Lance Lynn, shutout. Marshall, shutout inning. Hoyer, shutout inning. Burr, not going to be in the majors. He's borderline, shutout inning. And Paulino, who I don't know who that is, but he was also a shutout inning. So it's like the only guy is not going to see major league experience. And like that's kind of the story throughout all of it. Mind you, we did lose a game to uh, Richard Lovelady. Uh, that that's who the winning pitcher of record was for Dick the Love Lady. <laughs> I, can't, so, I can't get over that name. That is I, the I need him. I need him to be in the majors this year, uh, for the Royals, so that we can just kick Love Lady's ass all up and down the field. Um, Connor Sajak, is that who you're talking about? Yeah, that's who I was trying to say. <laughs> um, so that God. and like, uh. What is this? This guy that was in the KBO, Mr. Wright. Oh, Wright. Yeah. Uh, Mike Wright is he's probably Mike Wright, which, gonna... by the way, he's uh, he's marked on. This is how bad it is. He's marked on MLB app as D Wright. <laughs> it's just Unless he has name. a different name. <laughs> that's actually his birth name. And it's funny, too. You click on his name and it's Mike Wright. Yeah. But if you look at the stat line, it says D Wright. So. So you've got Mike Wright, you've got or, Cody, or Dylan Cody, Wright, who knows? You've got you've got White Sox minor league legend Cody Medeiros, <laughs> Zach Birdie, who by the way the Zach Attack train, both Birdie and Collins. I I'm worried that both of these guys are going to be first round pick busts. Yeah, um, bummer. Fucking Ryan Burr, formerly a, a follower of the White Sox or the Sons of Honarchy Instagram account. Yes, former uh, Ryan Burr. Uh, is it Danny DePico? So, yeah, these guys are. And right? so, yeah. like, again, so I'm going to tell these you. guys, Giolito, Lynn, maybe Stever to eat some innings this year. Hoyer, Marshall. Those are the only guys you're going to see this year. And they all pitched admirably at the very least. So. I'm going to stand by it though. You know, the, all these no. pictures are fucking broken. What's the matter? Like <laughs> the hell out of here. So I, I what my, it's going to be the best part of the team. It's going to be the best part of the team this year. The real uh, reason I, I wanted to bring that overreaction was because I feel like I'm hearing a lot of like, we should probably be winning some games. Like people tugging on their collars and being Ugh. like nervous about it. And it's like, look, we're trotting out the, absolute bottom of the barrel like the muckiest muck to pitch these games they're not gonna we're basically vying for like who's gonna play in triple a this year is what it looks like um so it's it doesn't it doesn't matter that people realize that the 40 man's already set right yeah 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 yeah. literally the 40 man is already set yeah we're done here you know this is not (laughs) this is nothing this is just to see who might be your September call-ups. Yeah, exactly. So like, it's just not worth our time to talk about. Even like, though you're bringing it up. I think, cause I think it's funny. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I think it's hilarious. You know, like <laughs> nothing's broken. Good yeah. God. You know, just, just have your faith in, in the cat man and, uh, and he'll fix them. You know, I like cool. that. I like that. The cat man. Cat man, do oh my gosh, that's funny. I like that. I didn't like. I didn't like that. I said it until you said cat man. Yeah, that's good. Okay, all right. Well, I'll tell you what, Tom. Should we? Yeah, it's good. Was that what you were about to say? What's up? Were you about to say the same shit? I need a coffee break. 
I uh, I'm actually it's over to one too. So, wow, look at you starting early. Oh, how I'm gonna, the turntables I'm gonna, I'm gonna go have it. turned. How the turntables. <laughs> <laughs> So, Steve, what's up, Tom? you have a project or idea that you want to be seen by as many people as possible? I might. Um, <laughs> do you provide a service but go underappreciated when you put yourself out there on social media? Social media? <laughs> and do you want sleek, impeccable presentation but lack the know-how or resources? Oh, of course. Well, if you answered yes to any of these, who who should I be telling you to get in touch with? Tom, I think you're about to tell me that I should get in touch with our friends over at DBC Brand. Mm. DBC Brand, with your choice of three solid tiers of social media marketing plans, you get access to professional social media content curation, email marketing, blog posting, live video and photography sessions, and more. Wow. Find out more by visiting dbcbrand.com and give your business the creative touch and spotlight it deserves. DBC, digital, digital by, by creatives. creatives. Yeah. Well, I love I'll, t- I'll tell you what, you and you and our buddy Lance Lynn <laughs> together, one away thick style. Yeah, um, that's so good. Uh, did you hear his post game interview? It was amazing. I did absolutely not. amazing. He basically said, like, uh, you know, Bruce Levine, which we can all laugh at him later, but he he had a question for uh, <laughs> Lance Lynn, and it was essentially like this big long like hey how do you prepare for the season do you throw every day like these guys like he listed off a bunch of historical like baseball guys that's like these guys their their prep was throwing every single day and like even if it's soft like you just throw in like a lot of people don't do that anymore you know you don't do throwing the day after you threw and so that was his question it's essentially like hey like what what's your play and <laughs> Lance Lynn was like well you know I'm just a big guy so it just I just throw like I mean, that was that was true, his, that's his straight answer. Like he didn't he didn't talk anymore. He was just like I, I'm just big, so I throw and um it works. Here's what's to think about with Lance Lynn too <laughs> is there's a reason why that's his approach. There's a reason why he's been a workhorse over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why he's able to do that, but still have three pitches that he throws regularly above right. like 92 miles an hour. He's got a two seam a four seam and a and a, a cutter that he all throws well over 90 yeah every time and his and he has one off speed pitch so i technically one off speed pitch if you want to call the cutter an off speed pitch but it's not no it's not it's a fast it's call that, fastball that cuts yeah yeah um there's a reason why he gets away with that there's a reason why he does well with it there's a reason why he still throws hard and and that's because that's his approach. And I love that. I absolutely love that. Why and he's waste fucking your time? Big. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And why waste your time doing, you know, throwing every day if you don't need to? Yeah. Um, 
And because we're going to need him. We are really going to oh, need yeah. him. No, he, he needs to take not just 200 innings. He's going to need 230 innings if we're going <laughs> to, <laughs> like, shit. Uh, Jesus. Man. Yeah, sure, if you're counting the playoffs, too. I, I, oh, God, playoff arms are so important. Which leads us, Tom, to talk about this mm. pitching staff for this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like how you frame it too, because like you really got to think about it. Like, okay, who's going to take you to the playoffs in this? Like this isn't, we got to get rid of the poverty rebuild mindset. It's, it's done. We can't do this anymore. Right. So Tom, bring this thing up that you wanted to bring up. Yes. So we have a, uh, a tweet that I find particularly, particularly uh, intriguing from White Sox masochist. You may know him from the Twitter sphere at dkane1392 um yeah it's it's basically he's laid out what the pitching lineup should look like and i agree with him top to bottom he says the pitching lineup should the pitching staff should line up like this Gilito, lynn keichel cease that's your four starting pitchers that you know are going to be there okay He's got the bullpen. He said Hendricks, obviously. Bummer, obviously. Crochet, Kopech, obviously. Marshall, Hoyer, Foster. Done. Fucking, like, obvious. Okay. So, assuming the Sox go with those 13 pitchers, I listed 13 guys, on opening day, who's the odd man out of the 26th man? Okay, this is a really intriguing thing. Okay, what names did I leave off? Uh, the big ones are Carlos Rodon, Reynaldo Lopez and Jimmy Cordero, not mentioned in that um, great stack of arms that we just mentioned. So who is in your mind? Oh, by the way, this was a poll um, and the people uh, voted 63% for Jimmy Cordero and opted to keep uh, Carlos Rodon and Reynaldo Lopez. So <clears throat> in your humble opinion, Steve-O, where do you fall on this? Are you keeping who, who's the guy that's uh, out of the roster? Uh, are you keeping Carlos Rodon and Lopez like everybody here's, else? Here's the thing. I, I think the reason why White Sox Twitter answered this way is that you need, you're going to need more than five starters, technically, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're going to need, you know, if somebody goes down, you know, obviously 10.8 starters per year, yep. right? In 162 games on average. I love that. I love that. Now, it's like take a shot every time that statistics brought up on this podcast. <laughs> um, and shout out to our guy, Shy Sox Hayes, RIP. RIP. Um, now, you can always call guys up. That's the thing. You can always call guys up temporarily, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to be the approach. Like you look at this bullpen <clears throat> right here and, you know, if, if yeah, you know, somebody goes on the DL. You can always call somebody up. Um, so that's why I would actually keep Cordero. You're damn right. The Carlos Rodon versus Raylo thing. It's just like, do I want death by a thousand paper cuts or one big blunt, you know, <laughs> force just destroying me? Um, I think Carlos Rodon is more so the death by a thousand paper cuts. Um, and Raywo is is the blunt force that destroys my being. But um, is that because Rodon can't keep him off the bases, but Lopez gives up the bombs? Lopez gives up the bombs, and Rodon <laughs> is like the the thousand paper cuts because um, he just You've seen it a thousand times. <laughs> exactly. It's just like oh injury, oh 
suck. Oh, bullpen. Who thought that was a good idea? Uh, like, Ricky it's, like, did. it's always something. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, I think Jimmy Cordero is the only guy that ends up staying on the 26 man too. Mm. I think like Rodon and Lope by the end of the season, Rodon and Lopez are not going to be on your playoff roster. Probably not. Um, and I think that's when, unless if, you know, per my prediction, Rodon goes off. I think that's when Kopech starts to transition into that Mm. starter role. Like Kopech is going to be a guy I can imagine starting a playoff game for you. If he has a good season this year. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good, good way to put it is like, if he has a good season, you know, him, him or crochet, I think it could be one of them. It's kind of a two horse race in that sense is like, okay, so we, we kind of like put guys out there to take these innings, this fifth starter role for a while, but come September and October, you're really thinking, okay, who's really going to be our fifth starter in the playoffs. If we need, if we need fifth starter, do we even need a fifth starter? Think of this last season. Think about game three against the A's. You threw out Crochet there with the intention probably that he was going to go two, three, three plus innings. Yep. So I, I can imagine that happening in the playoffs. Yeah. And to start a game to start a game. Yeah, exactly. Like just throw them in there and, and kind of like open it. But I, the way that I see it is like, if, if all things go well, most teams run with a four man rotation in the playoffs anyway. And that's my concern too, is I, I, I don't know. Exactly. I don't know if Dylan Cease is going to so be. So that's what you're saying is like, Hey, maybe that's the guy that we flip out of the, So fifth starter doesn't even matter, but we might be flipping cease for. Uh, so that's, I, I just like, I thought this tweet was really poignant as to why our pitching's broken. Like I said earlier, you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't think it's broken at all. Broken and unproven are different. And a hundred percent. I'm lying because look like I'm going to go through the names that we have again, as like, these guys are going to be on the, on, on the roster through the whole season. Giolito, ace, Lynn, possible ace, Keiko, possible ace, cease, lot of, lot of potential. Showed I wouldn't call Keiko a possible ace, but okay. Shut your damn mouth. All right. He had a sub two ERA last year. You can suck that. Um, Hendricks, literally best closer on the market this year. Uh, bummer, best closer in the world. Sorry. Um, crochet, um, <laughs> closer guy who has never even been in the closer role. Go ahead. The man, the man can close games. You know, this, uh, crochet Kopech, two of the best prospects in the damn world. Uh, both just flamethrowers. Marshall just gets it done. I don't, I don't give a shit. He's so good. Hoyer and Foster came out of nowhere last year and were unbelievable. And that's the thing too, is those what are your set when, guys. What happens like, when Matt, Matt Foster has the biggest drop off in the world? Nothing, because it's not going to happen, Steve. And if one of does, these guys, either Hoyer or Foster, I'm telling you right now, one of them's due. One of yeah. them's due for regression. I hear you. I hear you. And that's why you have Jimmy Cordero. Jim, Jimmy Biceps out here just throwing gas, you know, throwing gas every damn day. And that's why you need him. And I'm, I'm so that's what I'm saying, though. I'm with you. You're keeping uh, Rodon and Cordero. You're dropping Ronaldo Lopez because that's what you said, right? You love Rodon. I think it's nice to have another lefty arm. That's all I'm going to say. 
<laughs> nice, my guy. So, uh, yeah. Plus, I think- as I said before, I think I think this was before we got rolling on this segment when I said this. Mm-hmm. Raylo has one pitch, and it's flat. Yeah. And I think this was really interesting to see everybody's true colors, though, because there was there was a lot of votes on this 160. Yeah, 160 votes on this tweet and 63 percent of people said Jimmy Cordero. Did they forget about the L Wills T-shirt that he got? Did he for did you forget how many innings this man put in for you last year? Did you forget he flashes his biceps with every pitch and just like flexes on these teams as he gets outs. Did you forget all that? You you pick you sincerely are picking Reynaldo Lopez, who will pitch today, by the way. We'll find out if he does well in his first spring training outing. Raymo is the new boo-boo pitcher. Yeah, exactly. And except boo-boo pitcher is actually good and Reno Raylo is not. Mm-hmm. So well at least boo-boo pitcher can com- pitch a complete game and give your <laughs> your bullpen a, a damn rest day in a rebuild year that they sorely needed before you burned them all out. Um, Jimmy Cordero is the obvious answer in my in my opinion. And I, I sincerely hope that we keep him around because I, I feel like he is like he, he proved that he's got the shit to make it work this last year. You know, he, he's been a um, a DFA kind of a, you know, a waiver wire pickup kind of guy his whole career. And then this last year, he comes out strong. And now the fan base is ready to say, nah, we'll take Raylo over that. It's like, come on, guys. The man pitched really admirably for you last year, showing some really good stuff. Yeah, I understand the guy is. I understand that Raylo is younger. I understand that Raylo probably has a ton of potential. I know. I wonder a lot if a lot of this has to deal with the idea that Ethan Katz <laughs> is some sort of magician. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Like yeah. I, I think there, there are actually, there is a contingency of the white Sox fan base. that think this thinks this guy is going to fix everybody and everything. Yeah. And, and as much as yeah. I thought Don Cooper was an absolute bum, <laughs> like it, he's not going to be able to fix everybody and everything. Yeah. I I strongly agree. You know, he, he's only going to be able to fix Rodon. He can't fix Rodon and Raylo. Oh my god! That's- oh my god. <laughs> all the people he can fix, it's going to be your boy, your ace. Of course it is. Of course it is my ace. Um, just that motion, man. I I I implore you. If you don't like Rodon, just watch him as he watches motion. It's really it's it's just an effortless ninety five mile an hour fastball. If you if you watch it, it it's, it really is. I I don't care if you His velocity's down. It's not ninety five. Okay, it's a it's a effortless ninety four mile an hour fastball. And okay, I you just so much when you got so much weight you're throwing into it. It's like exactly, Rodon and Lance Lynn be hitting the snack bar together. I love it too. You know, the more weight that Rodon puts on, the better probably. Oh so I anyway. It's going to be rolling we both, out there. We <laughs> get a wheelbarrow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, TA, as he's going back into the, into the dugout, grab, picks him up in a wheelbarrow, wheel, wheels him in, wheels him back out. <laughs> My God. Uh, that's funny as hell. Um, but fuck it, man. I mean, like, I, I, I just, the, the other reason why I wanted to bring this up, this tweet up, I just like fantastic tweet by White Sox masochist again. It's just, you know, it, it points at how great the 
pitching like top tier we have is, you know, and again, the depth isn't really there, but the top tier is really solid pieces. And then, you know, you're, you're flipping a coin between whether or not you want to keep Rodon or Lopez and people are just silly for not, for not taking Carl Jimmy Cordero seriously. Cause I think, I like, think this just more and more shows that the white Sox need to trade for an arm at the deadline, but alas, <sighs> no, they're trading for a bat at the deadline. We've been over this, Steve. Why not both? Oh my God. You're an extra. You're too extra. What are you oh, going to have? Well, how many, how many assets you going to give up at the deadline for one season? You gonna, oh you're no, gonna have to... I'm going to have to give up Blake Rutherford and Mike Rodolfo. <laughs> oh no. Luis Gonzalez. You can't see Luis Gonzalez in another uniform. That would make me cry. Jeez. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like it, it in the like long vision, right? You, you give something up at the deadline this year. You give something up at the deadline next year as well, though. So you can't, put all your chips in this year you got to think of you're not going to get lance lynn back so we can I mean, extend him we can extend him steve we've got deep pockets it's J- it's <laughs> it's jerry reinsdorf all right <laughs> all i can hear is that voice saying that to uh liam neeson uh as he's uh trying to track down his daughter and taken i will find you and i will kill you Good luck. Like <laughs> getting Jerry to spend any money. Good luck. That's exactly. So funny. But who knows, so, man? Who fucking knows? What if we do extend him? What if we extend him and Geo in like one day? Ooh, I mean, ooh, be great. I'm not getting my hopes up. No, I know. Um, I think Jack Flaherty has a better shot of coming to the White Sox in the future than <laughs> us re-signing Lance Lynn. So yeah, the greatest reunion of all time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And the guy's got great stuff. Um, Eric Kratz. Actually, you know. speaking of which I asked, uh, I asked our, our buddies, Ryan and Adam again about who, who would they rather have Trevor Bauer or Jack Flaherty? And they said Flaherty. Yo, that's wrong. I'm sorry. Bauer. I mean, Bauer ever since he started using pine tar is keep, really good. And keep, so. Keep the age, keep the age difference intact in too. You know, I mean, Flaherty's he's not got. Yeah, Flaherty's young. Nice but, future ahead of him. But he's like Bauer's not old. Like, I'm sorry, he's not. He's not old. But and and you're talking to two, like, of had, course, he, of course, Ferrucci's gonna say he wants he wants Flaherty because he'd be look, on the Cubs and the Cubs are looking to the future already. Look at the sample size too, though. You know, Bauer had an incredible year last year. In yes. a 60 game span. Right? Yes. And he, why did he have such a great season? It's because he finally started cheating like everybody else has been cheating this whole time. <laughs> so that's not going away. He's going to keep using pine tar. That, that, like, of course, he's going to be great with pine tar. So that, like, he fixed his, his problem. He's going to be good for the foreseeable future. He's going to be great for the foreseeable future. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, should we wrap this thing up, Tom? Any yeah, last thoughts? Indeed. I, man, any last thoughts? You, you know, your mean is going to be out here just fucking proving all you haters wrong. And Jimmy Cordero is the truth. Uh, that's, those are my thoughts. I, I have no other, I have no other real uh, honest opinions. Peep the, uh, the user, uh, the display name today. So stupid. I, I talk about overreactions. Let's fucking get it. <laughs> Magical. <Make> three... <laughs> read it. Read it, Tom. What does it say? 
3K magic magical. He's not getting 3,000 hits. Like that's just 3K so- magic. <laughs> I the best thing. Like if you have it, if you have the opportunity, look up the footage of Tim Anderson just like. <laughs> trashing nick magical as he's taking ab's in the in the batting cage and saying like hey you seen this man let me find the camera let me find this is what he says let me find the camera he finds the camera he says hey look at this man right here he he, he says he's gonna get three thousand hits in his last interview pull up that interview because it's it's not hard for anybody else it's not hard for it's not hard for nick magical he's gonna get three thousand hits exactly <laughs> he ain't joking <laughs> he's right he believes it tim no. always speaks truth Tim only speaks truth, man. No, he's making fun of the man for thinking he's like a fucking rookie that can get 3,000 hits already. You haven't hey, even gotten no, 10. I love like, it. fuck. I, mean, I love it. Yes, he has. He I know. But like 40 last year. Tom. I know. But small sample size. 16 but games. 340. Oh, my God, dude. Done. I'm done. I can't with that. I'm with I'm with Tim Anderson. I'll laugh at you until you prove until you have like two seasons under your belt of batting 300. Then I'll be like, OK. Yet you might get to you might get the three K, but until then, K magic magic. Until you're past your sophomore season, I'm sorry. I'm gonna laugh at the fact that you think you're three thousand hit material. Like, come on, like, geez. (laughs) The league has obviously not beaten him down yet. You know, (laughs) I can't wait for him to prove all you haters wrong. That's so it's I mean, I don't hate him. I just like, you know, chill, homie. You're not going to be like, say your 3000 hit material in two years. Like best, best contact, that. best contact hitter to hit the game since each row, baby. Let's oh go. I OK, I, I will tell you, like, I love the balls on him to say that shit. Like, I'm going to be a 3000 career hit guy. Like, all right, man, fucking let's go. Like, I love it. That's just so funny. All right. So funny. Well, Tom, this has been fun as it always. Has, indeed. Um, and uh, you know what? As you mentioned, we, we should get we should get our guy Dan on to talk prospects. I'm telling you, that would be perfect. That's a in a week or two, right? Yeah, we're gonna be reaching out to him and see what he's got to say about this backup catcher position. Def, def, definitely before the season starts. So. Oh yes. All right, um, um in Han we trust. Spend the money we must, baby. Have a good one, everybody. That was fun. That was a good one. That was fun. That was good. Solid episode.